Ladies and gentlemen, happy new year and welcome to the WrestleGeddon Podcast. I'm one of your three hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews. And as always, I'm joined by the man who is oozing with ruthless aggression, Garrett G. Money Mun, and his hardcore holiness, the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. We are back. Did you guys miss us for a couple weeks there that we were off? Oh, we missed you guys. What's going on, fellas? <clears throat> Not a whole yeah, lot. I missed, I missed everybody. Uh, but I really do miss Betty White. Yeah, Damn, we all, all will. Rest in peace, Betty White. So, somebody was saying there's like all these conspiracy theories going around that um, when Kobe died, it opened like the floodgates of like whatever. And then Betty White was Betty White sacrificed herself to save us for 2022. Maybe. <laughs> it's like she was the light. She's our savior. <laughs> you know, you know what the real thing is? Is she's she's not she died at 99, but she still died too soon. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> she's uh-huh. too young. And People magazine killed her. <laughs> They put out that oh, issue, yeah. like way before her birthday. So. <laughs> the people are like, oh my God, this just came out. And Betty White, she just died. She's not even 100 yet. I was like, do you not know that these things are printed in advance? Like, this thing was printed like months ago, you moron. God. God people are so dumb. Yep. Oh. Awesome. All right, so we got a fun episode this week. This is pretty much our <clears throat> kind of like a recap of 2021 episode. Um, our first episode of 2022, um, obviously, as we took a couple weeks off for the uh, Christmas season, Christmas and New Year's, as we all work retail and it's kind of hectic. And, and we I got families we and we love them more families. than you guys. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah I mean, we do. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we just needed a, a couple week break there too. So I know I did. So but it's good to be back. We are refreshed, ready to rock and roll. And this week we are talking our top five of 2021. So our top five male, our top five female, and our top five tag team wrestlers of 2021. And we're also gonna give you our male, female, and tag team of the year. And the criteria that we had for our rankings based upon our opinions, obviously, because uh, everyone's top five is going to be different, which, as you will hear from our list, as everyone has a different top five for each one and a different best overall. And um, so, yeah, our opinion and who we feel had the best year, best title reign or best feud of 2021. So that's going to be um, some fun stuff there. I don't know what you mean. I copied Carl's list. <laughs> you should have. I get that completely. <laughs> so, all right. So let's. I say we just go ahead and jump right into this, and then we'll go through the rest of the show. Um. All right. So yeah, let's do it. Best of 2021. Um. Who wants to go first? Well, we're, we're how about, starting at. How about we do? How about we do it at number? Like we'll do like each each person. <laughs> each five. at number five. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna right, we'll, rank them. I didn't rank them. You didn't rank them? No, I didn't rank them one through five. Dude, Garrett, 
What the fuck? Why they? Why would it be the top five if you didn't rank them? They're just in the top five in any order, but there's an obvious <laughs> number Dude. one. That's all. Boring. Tell you what. Tell you what. Uh, I'll I'll go first, or Chris will go first, and then we'll let you go last, so you can fucking think of who you okay. want to. Whatever. Sure. But all right. You also need to explain why they are your, you know, whatever. Nah. Nah, I'll figure it out. Let's go. Okay. So, all right. So <clears throat> let me kick. I'll kick it off then. Uh, so we're going to start with our top five male superstars or male wrestlers of 2021. Uh, my number five of 2021, Trevor Murdoch, current reigning NWA world heavyweight champion, current holder of Sweet Charlotte, Trevor Murdoch. Put Trevor on here at number five because his feud with Nick Aldis was probably one of the best stories of 2021. Especially with NWA being out for so long um, with COVID and then coming back and giving us that whole story arc between Trevor and Nick Aldis. So that's that's why Trevor ranks number five on my list. Okay. Well, number five on my list, uh, and that's actually it's actually a surprise to me, but um, this guy has grown on me a lot, um, and that is uh, Damian Priest. Uh, he's uh, been able to do what no one in wrestling has been able to do in the WWE, and that is uh, get better uh, from coming from NXT to the main roster. That's <laughs> the opposite way around. Uh, he was able to pick up the U.S. title, uh, and he's had you know some pretty awesome matches with uh, uh, Shaneness uh, and, the, and uh, I think Riddle and a few others. Um, I just like to see him getting involved in like a good storyline or something. Uh, well, and it's well, even higher on, on the list. Even on top of that, too, he came into WrestleMania with um, uh, freaking Bad Bunny and had a pretty pretty big profile matchup it's like yeah. they don't just put anybody in those celebrity type matchups they usually go with somebody that they feel is going to deliver on that so and like it actually yeah. ended up being a solid solid tag match between bad bunny and priest against uh miz and morrison yeah pleasantly surprised bad bunny definitely set the bar a little bit higher um not, not as high as um uh pat mcafee did um, but yeah. or Pat McAfee, whatever. So, but uh, definitely showed that he put in the work for that match and Priest helped quite a bit with that. So, yeah, I I can see that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So my number five, since I have to rank them, apparently. Uh, it's the whole point of a top five, Garrett. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, you're a top five. <laughs> So my number five is going to be Christian Cage, and mostly because of his feud with Kenny Omega. That was like two matches. Yeah, I know, but it's that. I mean, even like the pay-per-view matches, he had an impact were good when he finally won the title. Like, it's more than just that, but like, that was like the big buildup of a lot of stuff. And to be fair, like, it's really good to see someone like him come back and show that he's still got some left. 
Yeah, I can oh, see yeah. that. And every and I, there's no secret. I love Christian. He's one of my like top ten favorite wrestlers of all time. So Yep. What? I mean, he wouldn't be in my top ten, but he he's a damn good wrestler. Yeah. Definitely one of my favorites. Uh all right. So number four on my list is Matt Cardona. Uh, you talk about somebody that has pretty much reinvented himself completely uh, from the Zack Ryder persona to, like, what he's doing now, going into GCW, taking on Nick Gage, um, just completely elevating that promotion to um, more eyes and everything. And then, you know, his work in Impact Wrestling, um, his current uh, stint at NWA right now, um, I think is definitely he's definitely someone to watch for the remainder of his career or the remainder of this year. But, um, he, like his matches are great. It's just the complete, like one eighty from the rider character that he had in WWE to this more serious take of himself and being able to be a heel on one show face on another show and just great work. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, pretty good choice. Um, I'm going to go with, um, for my number four, is uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, you know, um, I don't think you can like point to like a single match he had and like, oh, that's a, the match of the year or anything like that. But he's like the, the ultimate Swiss Army knife. You know what I mean? Like uh, whether he's like on AW Dark, uh, you know, doing a match, or he's on a pay per view doing a match. Uh, he gives it his all. He's probably like one of the best talkers. Uh, I mean, he got uh, Daniel Bryanson and CM Funk, I think, on their first match, if I remember correctly. Uh, if not, like pretty close to it. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and he's been a staple for AEW, I think, uh, over the last year. Kingston's definitely up there. Yep. Like it's it's anytime Kingston's on TV, like you automatically stop and pay attention. Yeah. Uh so high number four is uh uh Carl's wife's biggest crush in all of the universe. And that is <laughs> one Bobby Lashley. I mean, <laughs> he had a pretty dominant year. And I think he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I almost put him as uh, in my my top five. Definitely someone in the top five. Good yeah. idea. Yeah, he's definitely like top five caliber. If yeah. not like really I mean, close definitely to like since he's one, come back two. with this new running, like this almighty him and MVP has been like the best work honestly he's done in WAB. Yeah. And we've we've been high praisers of that since um Hurt yeah. Business and everything with like the complete change in character um, since Lashley's been back on TV since and then on top of that Royal Rumble we're getting Lashley versus Lesnar like which everybody's been clamoring for and we're finally going to get it. So I, I, mean, I actually can't... have a a bold prediction about that but we can talk about that later. <laughs> Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, my number three is the hangman, Adam Page. 
uh, current AEW world champion. Uh, Paige is actually, he's done some great stuff this year. His work with the Dark Order has been amazing. Uh, well, last year, 2021. Um, right up through his feud with Kenny Omega and finally winning the AEW world championship, I think was like a huge moment in AEW's history and a huge moment in Adam Page's. And it also showed like the the storytelling and the story work that and that um AEW is capable of doing if they focus on actually doing that. Because that was a really good build up between the two of them. All right. Uh my number three is gonna be Moose. Uh Oops. yeah, I think he is the man now uh in impact um he's had incredible matches this year um with willie mack and uh rich swan um had a couple matches with well no one match with kenny omega maybe a couple i can't remember um i think it was yeah i think it was just the one outside of like maybe a six-man tag yeah then he had the match with uh tommy dreamer uh he's had a lot of good matches uh but uh, you know, won the Impact title. Um, and uh, well, I was going to say he unified the uh, the the, uh, the um, TNA, TNA and the Impact. TNA, but he, I guess he technically didn't since Kenny Omega kept him separate. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll have you know, my number three is also a hefty black man. <laughs> I actually also have Moose oh, at number three. So racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently I am. So it's all good. Yeah, Moose has a, has had a phenomenal year. Though. Oh yeah, and I'm really sucks though because we were pushing for him to beat Kenny Omega for that title. Oh, where are so, we at? Yeah, it just sucked that like Christian was the one that eventually was the one to lose the impact title to moose but i think moose should have been the one to take the title off of omega awesome stuff there all right uh so my number three speaking of kenny omega is kenny omega um big focus uh, yeah sorry my number two number two kenny omega thank you um He's a big focus on a lot of storylines between multiple different companies. Uh, I'm talking like AAA, uh, Impact, and of course, AEW as a AAA mega champion, the AEW world champion, Impact world champion. Um, I think he did bring more eyes onto some of the different companies and to the different products, um, especially that first night where he won the Impact world championship. Um I think there's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff they could have done better with it, but I think overall, like it was, it was what it was. And then the, this, that ties into my number three with hangman page. Just the storyline between those two was probably one of the best that AEW's put out in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree on that. Um, my vote number on two. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> number two. Uh, my number two is uh Finn Balor. 
Uh, Finn Balor start, started off the year uh, as NXT champion, uh, kind of, you know, following in from last, last year. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, NXT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, man, like, he had some pretty incredible matches, uh, especially at the beginning of the year. Uh, with Karen Cross, uh, had one with I think Adam Cole was this year, not last year. Adam Cole. Um, I mean, if you look up like match of the years, I'm pretty sure Finn Balor. You know, a couple of his matches are gonna be in there. He's always you know resilient, and then uh, getting called back up to the main roster, uh, he was able to do. Um, one of the things that only a few people have done, and that's make Roman Reigns look good. Uh, way to go, <laughs> Finn Balor. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, my number two is also Kenny by God Omega. Because, I mean, by God, what else is there to say? <laughs> yeah. It's Kenny flipping Omega. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Don is a little upset that he's not number one, but Don, yeah. he's number one in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. he probably would have made he probably would have made my list if he like would have stayed face. They are really I wasn't a big fan of the Hill Kenny Omega, and he wasn't as dominant of a champion uh, with the whole. Uh, all the belt thing. I the belt collector thing. I think they could have did more with, um, or better I, with. Yeah, or better. But, like with some of the matches yet, like with Moose and with Christian and, um, like a few other people, um, Andrade. Like they were really great matches. But it's just like, like they didn't. Like Kenny, he didn't do as much for those companies as we we're hoping he was going to do. But I mean, in the beginning, in the beginning, he brought more eyes to him, but then it kind of slowly tapered off. But that's the the one downside to that. But, oh man, but it's rough. Um, yeah. So number one on my top male wrestlers of 2021 is none other than the head of the table, your tribal chief. So make sure you acknowledge him, Roman Reigns. I think since the whole change in character uh, with Roman uh, becoming the head of the table, the whole storyline with Lesnar, with uh, Paul Heyman, and in the new end of the year that way, um, the stuff with the Usos, especially it was a Jay Uso, <clears throat> like all that, like everything, yeah. it just it just showed us like a completely different side to Roman, and he's been dominant. Uh, since he's had that title um, against guys like Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, and had some pretty decent matches with those guys too. So I think Roman overall um, would be the top top pick for your top five list for top male superstars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a, not a Roman Reigns fan, but I guess. <laughs> You make a solid argument, Chris. Yep. All right. So my question to everybody is, 
what was your favorite match of the year? And my number one is probably in one of those fucking matches. You think about what was the best fucking Hell in a Cell match? Who was in that? Daniel Bryan. Um, he also uh, had some matches with uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, one uh, one on one, and the other one in like a triple threat match with Edge. And by God, he stole the fucking stole the fucking show. And uh, it was funny because like he became a meme. You know what I'm saying? Like people was like, "Yeah, adding Daniel Bryan, <laughs> just add Daniel Bryan." <laughs> And then what does Daniel Bryan do? He fucking is a baller. Bust his contract expire. Heads right over to fucking AEW and fucking wrecks havoc. Of course and he hasn't had the title. Sells the shit but... out of some white t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haynes is making a killing right now. Uh, already, you know, already had classics uh, with uh, um, the talent there. Um, I mean, and this uh, thing he's doing with Adam Page is probably going to end up being uh, one of the better feeds of of the year. Um, yeah, man. So to me, it's it's Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson had the best year. It, it's Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. <laughs> he kept saying that, and I was like, you know what? Okay. At this point, everyone knows who he's talking about. <laughs> But uh, so Carl, I'm talking about the Carl drinking. So Carl, I like the way you went about this. You, you said, you said, people who had the best matches of the year, and there's only one guy that comes to my head when I think of this, who had the best match of the year, and that man is John fucking Cena. Woo! I'm just kidding. It's Roman Reigns. I was like, who the hell did John Cena wrestle this year? Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Did that one match with Roman. <laughs> <laughs> I totally oh, forgot about that. God. <laughs> oh man. I was like, I was like, what can I say? It's funny. I almost was like, uh, best wrestler is Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, awesome. I figured I figured uh, John Cena would be funnier. Yeah, so pretty solid top five list for uh, men's wrestlers for 2021. Like I said, like every list is going to be different. It's all based on our personal opinions, like stuff that we like to see. Um, in our but as you can our... tell, I copied a little of Chris and a little of Carl. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> All right, so let's go ahead. Let's get into our top five female wrestlers of 2021. Uh, kick it off here with number five, Bianca Belair. Goes from winning the Royal Rumble to winning her first title at WrestleMania. And, like, a huge matchup. Goes on to feud with Becky Lynch, um, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair. And just has a phenomenal year. Like being like the main focus of a lot of storylines, and like Bianca Belair is one of those wrestlers that I really was not a fan of. I'm still not like a huge fan of hers, but she's kind of grown on me like a little bit more. Um, I will never 
say that she is not entertaining in the ring and some of the stuff that she does is not impressive because it is. Um, I just, I can't get behind the character, the mannerisms and, you know, some of the other stuff that she does. Like the entrance just annoys the crap out of me. Um, Do you know something I think in general that kind of goes against her anyway? Is like, there's so many, like, especially now, there's so many powerhouse women now to where like that moniker of being like that powerhouse woman doesn't mean as much anymore. Know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, well, I mean, she's have, a. I mean, you have her in WWE, but you also have other people in WWE that have it. Like whether it's like Raquel well, or. But well, who's been elevated on the main roster to that? Point right. I know. Of Bianca Belair, because Dana Brooke could have been up there, but yeah. she, the farther she got is twenty four seven title. <laughs> I mean, the only I championship like, just in general, won. not even just WWE. Like, you mean you look at your like right. Jordan Graces, yeah, and your Rachel Ellerings. Your I mean, there's, oh, there's so many of them that are just like there's definitely women out there that have that have that type of style that do it better than Bianca does, right? But not as marketable as Bianca Belair is, right? So, well, I might say disagree with you, Chris. And agree with Garrett on this one. <laughs> uh, what's that? What's that last name you said, uh, Garrett? Ellering. No, you said Jordan Grace. Oh, I did say Jordan Grace. I'm sorry. Jordan, yeah, and Jordan Grace is my number five. <laughs> uh, I mean, she had another another solid year. Uh, she she's does one every of the year. Yeah, she's one of the staples in the Impact. Uh, had. Uh, Great matches with Kelsey Green, um, Janelle Dashwood. Um, she uh, had tag team matches with Jazz. Like uh, oh, first so year. Great. Um, she won that. What what title? I don't forget the, the uh, digital title. media digital media championship. And that's like a male and female. Um, yep. Uh, yes. Title. So uh, yep. she got her her. Um, her uh, her own with men. Uh, she's a great all-around talent. That's why I picked her at uh, number five. Do do love me some Jordan Grace. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, so so my number five. Uh, I I I don't. I, I had a hard time putting her on the list, but I also had a hard time not putting her on the list. And it's just because I don't like her. Carl and I both don't. <laughs> and my number five is Britt Baker. Now, I think if she had wrestled more this year, maybe she'd be a little bit higher on my list. She just doesn't wrestle enough. But, I mean, the matches she wrestles, like, as much as I don't like her, like, she can wrestle. Like, she can hold her own. She can. She gets put with people who can at least also help her look good. But damn it, Carl, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have put her on the list. <laughs> I tried. But I couldn't help it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, the good doctor, Britt Baker, DMD, uh, one of her big opponents throughout 2021, Thunder Rosa, comes in at number four on my list. Uh, she continues to be one of the most hardworking women on the wrestling scene right now um she is still everywhere 
Uh, she pretty much throughout 2020, um, once things started opening back up, and then just 2021, she continued her um, her role and uh, her moment her momentum going through all that stuff. So, uh, Thunder Rosa definitely, I see big things for her, especially the direction that they're going with now, since she was um. I think we're going to see more of her with the the TBS championship with Jade Cargill, but we'll see where that that rolls through there. So, uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa, definitely number four on my list. All right. Uh, number four on my list, I'm going to go with Camille. Uh, you know, a uh, couple of years ago, everybody kind of questioned, you know, where she was at as far as talent goes. And uh, I think she proved all of her doubters uh, wrong this year, uh, especially all those softball moms that fucking doubted her back when she used to play softball. She was better than everybody else. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she's too old. She's too old. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that match she had uh, with uh, Melina at uh, Hard Times, uh, I think. It was probably like one of my favorite women's matches uh, all year. Uh, and she's had, you know, solid matches with Chelsea Green and uh, a few others. Uh, so that's why I have her uh, number four on my list. Well, my number four on the list is who Chris had as his number five, which is Bianca Buller. Uh, nice. I like her. Maybe a smidget more than Chris, but not much more. <laughs> um, but uh, definitely respect the talent. I mean, she went from being a boss in NXT and coming to the main roster and showing what she has. You might not like her for who for every part of her gimmick and stuff, but like she can hold her own in a ring. She wrestles her ass off. She Knows the game and how to play it, as one man used to say. <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, number three. Halfway through this list here. Uh, number three on my list, Mickey James. From honestly being told that we don't have anything for you, you're too old, blah, 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 by WWE and being released and having her crap sent to her in a garbage bag to representing women's wrestling with NWA, um, bringing that more focus with Empower, um, which we had right before the NWA 73 pay-per-view. Um, she created a amazing lineup for that pay-per-view. Um, going into that, her few, her um, matches with Kira Hogan, um, right on to her feud with Deanna Perrazzo with Impact Wrestling, where Mickey, you know, ultimately came out as the Impact Women's or the Knockouts champion. Um, it just proves that age really doesn't mean anything with the women's division, and Mickey could still go just like some other wrestlers out there, too, like Molina. Um, but yeah, it's Mickey number three. Uh, Number three for uh, me is uh, Becky Lynch. 
she came back uh, just as hot as when she left. And when I say hot, I ain't talking about her uh, attractiveness. I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, her in-ring heel um, and likability. Um, I like her as a heel. Uh, I didn't think she could pull it off at first, but I'm, I'm kind of kind of digging it. Uh, and she's had uh, unbelievable matches. Uh, the one with Charlotte Flair, uh, for example, was pretty good. She's had a few good matches with Bianca. Uh, after you know, she destroyed her on her debut. <laughs> her debut I was gonna, back. I was uh, gonna say, like Becky came back like huge in that heel role when she just came out and completely squashed Bianca Belair to win that title. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and she has had uh, a match with uh, Sasha Banks too. That was pretty good. So, uh, that's why uh, Big Time Becky Lynch is uh, number three among my list. Big time Bex. I do I do like the big time Bex character more than the man. Yep. So it's more like it's more out there. It matches Rollins um visionary character pretty well too. Mm-hmm. They worry about the same stuff too. Yep. <laughs> uh so my number three is uh Jade Cargill actually. Nice. Um, I mean she went all undefeated all year. Um you know, her run with this, trying to, to eventually winning the TBS championship. Um, I mean, she wrestled, like, whether it was Thunder Rosa, Ruby Soho. Like, the matches she put on in the, in the, the, the matches she wrestled is just good. I mean, she's another one of those people that, like, at first, like, I really, I, I'm still not 100% on her character. But, like, she puts it in the ring. She shows you what she's got, and she's she's awesome. Yeah, and I think adding um, Mark Sterling as her manager has helped quite a bit, too, yep. um, especially with the promos. And now pairing her up with Mercedes Martinez, I think is going to help fine-tune her as well. Like, she's got tremendous talent and, yep. and a whole lot of potential to be a big-time player, um, especially in AEW. That's good. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. number two on my list is the Brickhouse Camille, uh, the current NWA Women's Champion, the holder of the Burke. Um, like to add on to what Carl said, phenomenal match matches. Um, NWA seventy three, um, NWA Empower with Layla Hirsch, um, Chelsea Green at NWA seventy three, um, Melina Mickey James. So much talent that we were kind of waiting to see just explode onto the scene. And she is definitely a force to be reckoned with, especially in NWA. Pretty psyched to see more of what Camille's going to do, especially going into 2022. So long she holds on to that title. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we're at two. Two. Yep. Yep. Uh, sorry, I had a uh, little too much drink. Numbers. Uh, number two for me is a uh, good old Charlotte Flair. Uh, she's probably like on my list. She's probably like one of the most dependable. Like, uh, if you want a good match, uh, 
she will probably give it to you. Uh, she's I've mentioned uh, when I was talking about Becky Lynch, uh, her and Charlotte had probably like one of the best matches uh, of the year. Uh, Charlotte also had a couple good matches with Sasha Banks, uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, back when Alexa Bliss was still wrestling, uh, they had a pretty good match. Um, and uh, never forget, uh, she made Nia Jax look pretty good uh, when they had that little shoot moment. Uh, good times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charlotte always delivers, and that's why she's number two. Uh, she was number two this year, I think. All right, so uh, my number two is uh, Raquel Gonzalez, um, another powerhouse woman who had a Definitely a powerhouse uh, year at the beginning, um, having the NXT Women's title. Um, I mean, she's still kind of in the running for it still as the new NXT. Well, when New Year's Evil happened, she was still in the running for the title and stuff. Um, I mean, eventually she did lose it to Mandy Rose, but um, which Mandy Rose, notable mention, should is definitely his proven she's good so honorable mention not my top five but uh (laughs) but yeah i mean raquel had a hell of a year all her matches whether it be dakota kai and all that stuff and obviously her and mandy like hell of matches so definitely on my list raquel has come a long way since debuting um alongside dakota kai Mm mm-hmm so she's definitely improved and definitely become like a mainstay on NXT. So looking forward to seeing what she does in 2022. Um, let's see if she actually mixes it up to the main roster. A lot of awesome matches to see with her. Um, number one on my list is the good doctor, Britt Baker. Um, yeah, I know you guys are <laughs> cringing, laughing, but... um. We're cringing and laughing. The state of, uh, I'm pretty sure Carl and I have the same number one. It should have been yours, but go ahead. <laughs> I Mainly because for the sake of AEW's women's division, she's been the mainstay and pretty much the, the flag bearer, uh, the standard so far, um, as far as like what they're pushing and who is on top. Um, but I think going into this year with the kickoff, for the first AEW after um, Ruby Soho had lost to Jade Cargill, we're going to get more with the two of them. Um, hopefully, we'll see more with Thunder Rosa. Um, given the right opponent, Britt has some good matches. But that mainly has to do with the opponent. Um, but she's still, like I said, one of the mainstays. And she's had some pretty good storylines um, built around her going into those those matches. Carl, I'll take it from here. It's okay. I got you. You want to talk about mainstays? You talk about Deanna Parrazzo. Okay? Yeah. I mean, literally until Mickey decided to get in someone else's business that she didn't need to be into, (laughs) she was the knockouts champion all year. So you want to talk about mainstays? You talk Deanna Parrazzo. Someone who 
I don't cringe when I watch wrestle because she's fucking phenomenal in the ring. And it don't matter. She could fucking wrestle a blow-up doll. I'd still be entertained. Didn't you just say Britt Baker was a pretty good wrestler when you listed her off? I mean, she's she's all right. She just doesn't wrestle <laughs> enough. She's gotten better. Hey, who's had a, a like her. Who else has had a kick ass match for Thunder Rosa? Fucking Diana Prazo. Diana Prazo. I like that match better than I like the little uh, blood and guts match or whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, the the lights out match. match. Lights out. Which match, apparently, yeah. apparently was supposed to be the blood and guts match, but then it became the lights out match instead. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, she said she said like I think every match she's had this year has been fucking five star matches. Like name one match she has that uh, that wasn't that good. And I mean, she's wrestled pretty much everybody: Susan, Roseberry. Uh, did she wrestle Jazz? I think. Yep. Um, Havoc, pretty much. Yeah, she um she uh, retired Jazz. Yeah, retired jazz, uh, ODB. Uh, I can't remember. I think C. Young was last year, but I can't remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, fucking one after the other. <laughs> Hell yeah! Awesome. So that's that's why I like these lists. No, oh, everyone's a different. <laughs> Wait till the tag teams. Be a fucking shame. Tag team. Top five tag teams in 2021. Uh, My number five would kick it off with RK Bro. Um, Honestly, I thought these guys weren't going to last as long as they have. I thought it was going to be just something for them to um, kick off a few between Matt Riddle and... Um, Randy Orton, but they've become one of the more entertaining parts of Raw and probably one of the few reasons to actually watch Raw. <laughs> the only reason and to watch it's, Raw besides Bobby Lashley, yeah. probably. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, with that, and like, you know, eventually it's going to lead to Riddle versus Orton. And it just is just kind of sitting there watching this to see how it's going to unfold and where they're going to go. To make that happen, but, yeah, definitely. RK Bro number five. Uh, for me, uh, my number five tag team is kind of a dark horse, and I know what everybody's gonna say is uh, they only wrestled like four or five times as a tag team, but uh, each of those four or five times, uh, they were. Uh, Kick ass, and I'm going with Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, you know, whether they're versing uh, Team Taz or uh, fucking um, 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. <laughs> Gun Club. <laughs> Terrence and uh, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. They put in fucking. Uh, Put in some, some work, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of Sting, but this last year Sting is is fucking uh, pulled it off. 
Uh, yeah, Sting, Sting's showing he can still go. And I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with probably teaming with Darby. And it's just mainly like trying to keep up with him. So what's yours, Garrett? So I did something unprecedented for my tag team list. I picked a tag team from ever, from five different brands. I can't believe I did this, but I did it. So my number five is MSK because I fucking love MSK. They're awesome. They won the tag titles. They put in the work. They showed they can fucking go with anybody. And, uh, I mean, it sucks they lost to Imperium, but even that match was, like, phenomenal they had. So, but definitely one of the better teams of the year, for sure. It's too quiet. Chris, come back. No, Chris, come. I don't know. He's not talking. Sorry, I had to mute for a second. Ah. All right. So, number four on my list is the Usos. Usos. So, I think they've had a pretty good run, um, especially being with um, Roman Reigns as their pretty much like his backup stuff, but like their tag team matches that they've had since um, Jimmy has come back and they've kind of rolled together have been pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's the Usos. They're definitely like one of your mainstays in WWE's tag division. Right up there with the with the New Day. All right. Uh, mine is uh, the Good Brothers. Um, they were a staple in Impact uh, all year. Uh, they was in a, a stable with Kenny Omega, uh, making some appearances on AEW as well. Uh, but they had some uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good matches, especially with uh, Finjuice. Um, so that's why I put them, uh, number four on my list. All right. So my number four is La Rebellion. Oh, no. Shocker. I knew you had it at WA. It was in there somewhere. Um, I mean, didn't really know who these guys were. To be fair, um, I don't think any of us really did. And I mean, man, can these guys wrestle? <laughs> um, I've only watched them wrestle a couple of times, but these guys can go and they are, I think, uh, a snake in the grass tag team, if I'm going to be fair, that NWA snatched. And they, they're good. I like them a lot. So. <laughs> and they see a lot of good things for them in 2022 as well. Keeping the titles and defending the titles. Nice. Uh, let's see. So for number three on my list, the Lucha Bros. Um, 
I know even though a lot of their matches end up being the same moves um, with just different opponents, they, you cannot deny how over they are with the crowd, um, how successful they've been, especially this past year with AEW um, and AAA, uh, when the AAA titles, the uh, AEW tag titles. Um, I think they're going to be a staple in AEW's tag team division, especially going into 2022 um, when Phoenix is uh, back in the ring after that uh, nasty injury he sustained this past week. But yeah, Lucha Bros, definitely top five tag teams in 2021. All right. Were we on three? Three. All right. Uh, my number three, uh, Chris mentioned them earlier. Uh, it's RK Bro. Uh, it's one of those tag teams that uh, nobody knew they uh, wanted until they got it. And yep, there's nothing <laughs> too much more you can say about them. Uh, they've been really good, uh, and I kind of enjoy the comedic balance. Uh, and the seriousness of uh, Randy Orton kind of kind of complements each other. Yep. Uh, awesome. So by number three, as Carl said earlier, is the Good Brothers. Uh, I mean, Carl basically said that their matches, uh, whether it was Finn Juice, whether it was members of the Bullet Club, um. I can't remember if they wrestled uh, Violent by Design, but I think they did, right? They once. Um, I, it may have been in a multi-team match. I don't think it's ever right. Been like a one-on-one. I don't, I don't think it was like a single one-on-one. Yeah, but or like any any time single tag those, match. But... I mean, I I'll be honest. Like, I didn't super love them when they were with Kenny Omega and any AEW because they were like they kind of to be fair. Uh, they kind of seemed like clowns, and I don't think that's really what they are. Like they're a dominant tag team, and that's how they should be. Uh, so I think then getting away from that and just staying in Impact is the better way they should go, especially the route. So, um, but yeah, I mean they put some hell of matches on, and they always do. So good stuff awesome. from them. I and mean, I'm a Big fan of the Good Brothers. Uh, they unfortunately did not make my top five list, but um, we get you my number two, which is the New Day, which have been a, a probably I want to say I want to go on a limb and say the face of WWE's tag team division for like the last decade, pretty much. Like you have so many great matches with the New Day, whether it be with. Um, guys like FTR, the Dudleys, um, the Usos, which, you know, anytime you get the Usos in the New Day in the ring, you're going to get a phenomenal matchup. Um, even up to, like, uh, AJ and Omos, and it's just amazing, like, how they've been able to stay relevant in the tag team scene for as long as they have, especially throughout last year. Um, even the, like the beginning part of the year with a lot of the, like the, um, Thunderdome stuff and everything and still being able to be like one of WWE's big merch sellers. So 
definitely New Day ranks pretty high on my list. Cool. Um, my uh, tag team for number two is uh, FTR. Uh, I think they're kind of becoming one of the pinnacles of uh, the tag team division. Pun, and, not, a, uh, pun not intended. <laughs> uh, pun definitely intended it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> they had uh, some good work uh, in the pinnacle. In the pickle? Huh? You said in the pickle? Yeah, pickle. But no, man, like the uh, the stadium stampede and um, whatever they called their version of war games. Uh, Blood and guts. <laughs> Blood and guts. Um. And then, you know, they had, uh, they won Triple H tag team titles. Uh, and then, you know, they had that hell of a match with the Lucha Brothers. Um, I mean, they also had, me, the, yeah, because they're the um, AEW tag champs. Lucha Brothers beat them yeah. for the titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. FDR, to me, uh, should be, you know, the champions are contending for the champions uh, every year. And, uh, there's nothing more to say about them. Hopefully, they made somebody else's <laughs> list. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm reluctant to tell you they did not make my list because I only picked one team from every company slash brand slash whatever you want to call it. And my number two is, as Chris had said earlier, they're a little bit higher on my list though, and that is the Lucha Bros. Um. I mean, they're kind of in that mix with the Young Bucks where, like, they're kind of on TV. If they're on TV too much, they get a little, like, it's the same thing over and over. But at least with them, like, they do something different every time, hopefully. And it's a little bit more entertaining to watch the Lucha Bros wrestle than watch 5,000 super kicks in about 10 minutes. So, uh,. They're just yeah. as bad with the super kicks. <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> when it, when your finisher's also no super kick, it's uh, a little a little bad too. So, yeah, but uh, they're definitely more entertaining. Um, them being whether them being the AAA champions or you know world champions, um, you know they put on good matches with everyone, even if sometimes it's the same match from last year. But uh, you don't know that until you actually watch it. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, my number one definitely, uh, I think had a pretty good twenty twenty one to rank them number one on my list. FTR, uh, as Carl said, the pinnacle of tag team wrestling. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's really a team that's had. Like, you could argue the Lucha Bros have had a pretty good 2021, uh, the Young Bucks. But I think FDR, (laughs) yeah, I think FDR overall um, has had some pretty solid matchups, more entertaining matchups, and been a part of a couple different first matchups that some other teams haven't been a part of, like the Blood and Guts match, um, 
you know, a couple other matches out there as well. But I think FTR definitely embodies tag team wrestling to me and did that definitely through 2021. The only thing I ask is Dax, can you please shave the porn stash? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Nope. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> Fucking sexy, man. Keep it. All right. <laughs> um, my number one's uh, made it on everybody's list, I think. Uh, and that is uh, the Lucha Bros. I think they had the uh, the best year. Uh, they were uh, tag champions, <coughs> Triple A champions. Uh, and the reason why they, they made number one for me and not FTR uh, is because Lucha Bros also are very good in singles matches as well. Uh, both of them can carry their own uh, and did last year in singles matches. Uh, and... Uh, I, I don't think you can find a, a better tag team in any other promotion uh, right now that is um, entertaining when they're in the ring uh, as the Lucha Bros. They made the Young Bucks like look like fucking heroes. In <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, hero. <sighs> well, my number one is the Usos. I mean, if you want to talk about singles, I mean, Jay Uso by himself had probably one of the best years by himself. But we're not talking about singles. Listen to his cousin and... we're not we're not talking about singles. Uh, we're talking about tag teams. <laughs> What's the best tag team? Two t- actual bloodline brothers who know each other on the back of their hands. So who, wrestle, who wrestle <laughs> for the head of the table. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you can't go wrong. Right. Like, they, they, they are like, like, like Chris was saying with like the New Day, like, they're like it's the new day in the Usos. Like they're the staple of tag team wrestling in WWE right now. They just are, and like you never have a bad Usos match. So I mean, it doesn't matter who you put in front of them; they put on a show, and that's yeah. why they're number one in my opinion. So yeah, and they started off uh, this year pretty good too, because I would argue that their tag team match was the best match of day one. That was really literally the only match that I got to watch off that pay-per-view so far. And it was, I mean, it's, it's the Usos in the new day. Like, like I said, there's no way that you're going to get a bad match with the Usos in the new day. They just, they work and blend so well together. Like, I really think that you could take Jay Uso and pair him up with the, with Woods and put Kofi with Jimmy and they'd still have a phenomenal matchup. Yep. So. But, uh, yeah, you watched the best match, Chris. That's the best one. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to watch, though. So. It was. All right. Uh, before we get into our best overalls, I got a question for you. Um, so, 
which wrestler do you think will have a breakout year in 2022? You know, I wrote this question. I didn't even think of an answer. <laughs> I actually didn't. I don't know why. I had an answer for the other one, but uh, I'll ponder it for a second. I'm like Carl answer first. Why, you, dude? You had time to come up with an answer. Let's let Chris answer first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let we'll Chris answer first. Well, well, Chris has an answer. My answer is Braun Breaker. Well, he's already that, he's already NXT champion. He's already broke out. Uh, yeah, no. but NXT NXT doesn't mean shit anymore. So, <laughs> I by the end of the year, Breaker is going to be a major player on the main roster. Okay, I, I think he's definitely one to watch in 2022. Interesting. And probably, um, I'd probably say Dante Martin, too. The yep. way that AEW's been booking him as well. I think he might be, he's going to be a um, oh. another one to watch for 2022. Then, then I have my answer. You want to talk about people AEW putting out there? Hook. Hook. Exactly. Send Hook. I honestly, <laughs> I, very seriously, I can <laughs> see him beating Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship. Very seriously. We can only hope. We can only hope. Cody Cody <laughs> Rhodes will have a breakout year. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, breakout year. <laughs> He's going to win the TNT title 10 times in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's like, damn it, you stole my pick. Of Cody um, Rhodes. I'm gonna go with the uh, um fucking what's his face uh uh was it I don't know, I don't know what he's going by in NXT Justify Two oh yeah like uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah who says little brother who says little brother I can't remember uh, what his name is it's something I, solo is it C is it C no I don't know. Uh, it's, um, it's his last name Solo or Solo something. I know Solo's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think by I think I think by the end of the year they'll probably drop that gimmick and uh, introduce him to the bloodline. Uh, I don't think I'll kill a challenge from Marines or anything like that. But I think he'll he'll be he'll be brought up to the main roster and uh, be part of the bloodline before the uh, year's up. Nice. All right. So breakout year in 2022. Um, who had the breakout year 2021? Actually, who had the breakout year? Yep. I actually have an answer to this. And I don't know if it's the answer you had, Chris. My answer is going to be W. Morrissey, a guy who we thought couldn't come back and wrestle, who thought was just a muscle for some dude with a Z in his name. <laughs> Literally proved us wrong and has come to impact and shown like he can go, he can wrestle, and is now 
this Saturday in a opportunity to win the Impact World Title. So, I I'd have to agree with that. I think he had a pretty good year. Dude, mine mine's gonna be that uh that MMA guy that nobody thought would be able to to wrestle. That's Sam Punk and Chad Rock. <laughs> No, for me, uh, I probably go with uh, the guy on my list. I would say Damian Priest had, uh, to me, had a breakout year uh, in WWE. Uh, like I said, he was like one of the only guys that actually got better. Uh, get caught up in the ring roster than, you know, uh, the opposite. Well, I'm going to go, like, a little older on this one. I'm going to say uh, Brian Danielson. I think if you look at his WWE run from earlier this year and then him going to AEW, it's, like, two completely different wrestlers. And I think he's thriving more in AEW than he did in WWE. I think what? you can tell you can tell that he's starting to have fun again. I mean, you come out like this so, this year, like thriving just, in WWE. Yeah, just or, like twenty twenty like twenty twenty one, Brian Danielson throughout the entire year. Okay, because I would um, argue that like the yes movement is probably pretty big. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm saying like just him overall, like his character overall from WWE to AEW, like it's a completely different change in the character and what he's doing, like in ring. So he's not yeah. wrestling. He's wrestling the style that he wants to wrestle um, against people that he wants to uh, and yeah. still putting on entertaining matches, like regardless of who he's in the ring with. Yeah, yeah um, I, no, I, I, just getting... don't, I just don't know if I could like call... Uh... Uh, but I keep on saying that Daniel Burns and Brian Danielson. <laughs> he had a flip off his name. I, I don't know if you can call him a breakout, <laughs> breakout wrestler. Well, I, I, I'm not like even like I've taken this as who had like a breakout year. Yeah, and, and I, I think you. he I stood you. out more so than like most other people yeah. did. Uh, there's tons yeah. of people that had a great 2021, like up and coming stars. Like yeah. MJF went the entire year undefeated. Yeah. Um, yeah, but when he only wrestled like, like five times, so, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay, uh, you, you look at him and then you look at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, in, in 2022, uh, he's, he's already got a loss. He's got an 0 1 record. Uh, we will talk about that when we get to the six pack recap because I love it. Um, so did I. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I, t- I took it like who had a breakout year last year, and like yeah. compared to like some of the stuff that he's done, like within from like his return in WWE to um, leaving WWE and going to AEW, Danielson's kind of stuck out a little more than most other people did like i honestly would have said cm punk in that aspect but he hasn't done hasn't had any like notable feuds or matches yet so he's just kind of like it's like a villain of the week type storyline with cm punk 
um, up until recently with MJF. But um, like Danielson has had a few more meaningful matches than what Punk has. Yeah. I think Punk just don't want to bury nobody's momentum right now. Yeah, pretty much. And I think like leading up, like everyone, let's face it, everybody wanted to see Punk versus MJF to begin with. So, I mean, yeah, we need, we need a good story, a, a good build up for that. So before that actually happens, but yeah. So that's, that's how I took that as like who had, who stood out more to me. So. Yeah. All right. So let's get into best overall. Uh, men's superstars. I went best overall. Matt Cardona. Um, I think, like I mentioned earlier, his complete reinvention of himself, his character, um, going from the the Long Island Ice Z to take care, spike your hair, to always ready. Matt Cardona, um, and just showing up whenever, wherever, winning titles, taking names, bring more eyes onto whatever promotion, whatever company he's in. Um, his work in Impact, his work in NWA right now, um, making Game Changer Wrestling uh, relevant. Oh, he, he's definitely put in the work um, to elevate himself and his brand and like the others around him. So he's, he's my best overall for 2021. All right. I'm going with uh, Brian Danielson as my best overall. Uh, for all the reasons Chris just argued for him being the, the breakout, he went from being your favorite <laughs> WWE star to being your favorite AEW star. Uh, <laughs> even though he hasn't had a title, like he doesn't fucking need one because he's put every fucking awesome match out there this year. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even think there should have been one pick for this, but uh, apparently there's multiple picks for this. I didn't realize this was a multiple pick thing. Uh, uh, I mean, there's only one person that you should have acknowledged for this question, and that's Roman Reigns. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't understand what the problem is. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I mean, what is wrong, what is, what is, <laughs> man? Uh, there's only one answer that you need to acknowledge. That is... Fucking half his, half his matches are lame. Or have, like, some kind of stupid botched. <laughs> <laughs> how about this? We learn how to use fucking handcuffs, and then you could be fucking... Yeah. Breakout star of the year. The lock on the war game cell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Awesome. And I don't disagree with that with Roman. Like he was my number one pick for top five. But I just think more people like Cardona was had more of a standout. Yeah, I get what you mean. To me, but yeah. Um, best overall female, Bianca Belair. Uh, for me, I think she had one of the better better years out of most of the other women um, wrestlers that are out there. Uh, just like 
Laurel Rumble, the feuds of Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, um, just those high profile matches and like a short bit of time on the main roster. So. Yeah, me, it was uh, Deanna Peraza. Uh, uh, she is women's wrestling. <laughs> Hands down. Say it like it <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every match that she put it on this year was incredible. Uh, and she did it in probably, uh, well, I don't know, I guess maybe WWE does have the best women's division, but she did it in the second best women's division. Uh, and then, you know, dribbled into the uh, NWA uh, too. So, uh, yeah. Going my home girl. Hell yeah. <laughs> Say it like it is, Carl. She's number one for a reason. All right, Garrett, who you got? I mean, I'm congratulating Carl for picking the right answer. So, I mean, who else would oh, I so you got? So, you got Deanna as well? Of course. <laughs> She's the definition of women's wrestling. So if you look up women's wrestling, Deanna Brazos picture will be right there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or at least her ass. <laughs> yeah, I'll say at least her ass. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Awesome. All right. Let's close out with best tag team overall. My pick is FTR. Um, I think I listed every reason why they're uh, listed yeah. as my number one tag team of the year. So. Yeah, um, I had Lucha Brothers down, but fuck it, I'll go with Chris and go FTR. Uh, <laughs> then you know what? Fuck it, we'll just all go FTR. We just we call it what it is. Yeah, FTR is my list. But guess what? Fucking FTR with the, with one of them with their porn stash. You know they they they're the best for a reason. That sexy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Awesome. Do, so do that... you know what they need to do? Is they need to put him and Joey Ryan together, and then they'd be there. No. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Redacted. Redacted. Nope. <laughs> need to go edit that out. So... <laughs> I'm kidding. We do not Fuck mention that. his Fuck. name. <laughs> Fuck that piece of shit. <laughs> oh awesome all right so that's that was pretty cool that was fun um yeah. top five for 2021 like like we mentioned numerous times everyone's list will be different this is basically this is our opinion um everyone's opinion is different uh so you can put your pitchforks away put your torches away because your list will be different than ours that's just yeah. how it works so but my list was the best with my list. <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> so let's go from that. Let's go ahead and go bell to bell. We got some news to talk about, six-pack recap, and we've got hard to kill to preview uh, this weekend. So let's go ahead and jump in the ring. All right, so let's kick it off with the news. A little bit of uh, NWA news here. Uh, we got some big news from WWE. Um, as usual, 
Um, WWE seems to be cleansing NXT of anything from the Triple H era, um, as we've had several more releases from wrestlers and production team members. Uh, most notably, Danny Birch, Timothy Thatcher from the wrestler side. Um, production team, we saw the release of William Regal and the Road Dog, amongst others, um, on that list as well. So, um, it's all so, shit now. It just seems like they're getting there. It, it doesn't seem like it's what they're doing. They're pretty much getting rid of anybody that was tied with Triple H and the NXT and the previous NXT iteration. So, um, as they move into this new era of the NXT 2.0, even further, uh, we saw like the complete destruction of it with uh, Braun Breaker's entrance at uh, was it New Year's Evil um, on NXT this past week. So, yeah. So we'll see where we really go. Really want there. to be worried. I read an article that said that even the production of NXT is worried for 2.0. So, yeah, that makes me feel better about watching it. So the only one that they haven't canned from production it was uh, Shawn Michaels. But we know we all know the relationship that Shawn and Vince have, so probably won't be. We'll probably see Shawn Michaels running NXT 2.0 from for the foreseeable future. Oh, great. All right. So we've got a couple of returns here to YouTube and to um, TV. But NWA is returning to YouTube this Saturday with NWA USA. Um, I can't remember what time it premieres on, but you can check that out on YouTube as well. If you're subscribed to NWA's YouTube channel, you should get a notification when that pops up. And New Japan Pro Wrestling returns to TV in the U.S. via Access TV. Uh, of course, which is the same channel that um, Impact Wrestling airs on. Uh, that's going to happen uh, March 3rd with new episodes, but they will be airing on January 20th, the IWGP US title match from Wrestle Kingdom 12. Nice. There'll be some good stuff there. Um, so that's like the brief stuff I got for the news this week. Uh, let's go ahead and crack open those cans for the sixth. Wait. You forgot about the Mickey James news. Oh, I did forget about the Mickey James news. Um, Breaking, breaking news from the WWE as they started to announce uh, participants in the Women's Royal Rumble. Mickey James was announced tonight on SmackDown uh, to be entering the Women's Royal Rumble. And uh, Garrett, you told me they mentioned, even mentioned her as the knockouts champion they did indeed it was even on like if you go on like the impact like like if you're like type in impact.com or whatever their pages like even it's on there with like scott demore talking about it saying like yeah this is happening you know we mutually agreed she wanted to do it wwe wanted to do it but the real question is will she be knockouts champion by then Yep. So I think the smart thing for them to do is to have her retain that knockouts title and go into the Royal Rumble as the knockouts champion. Mm-hmm. But would WWE let her go on TV? If if they're well, saying she's the knockouts title champion, I don't understand what the problem would be. I mean, 
So there's one thing um like saying that she's the champion, uh, but if you don't, you know, publicly acknowledge it, then uh I mean they acknowledge you know, it on WWE WWE's Twitter, so you know, people I know there's there's a different there's a difference there's a difference between Twitter and then like showing up on fucking T V with the bell. I know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if she actually. I doubt they're gonna let her on TV with the knockout title, but they'll probably make mention of it during commentary that she's a knockout champion. Probably. I mean, that might have been that might be part of the agreement that they have to you know acknowledge her as the the knockout champion. I mean, in uh, historically in the men's rumble, they've had uh, well, like NWA champions and. Uh, yeah. Uh, USWA champions and stuff like that come through, so it's happened before. Yeah, but I think that was prior to uh, Vince's. Yeah, that was definitely prior to Vince's. Like, no mention of other companies on our product. Blah blah blah. So, yeah, because you know Vince has gotten weird in his old age. So, <laughs> I mean, right now, who in the hell knows what's What's going on in WWE? Yeah, I don't think Vince even knows what the hell is going on in WWE. Oh, <laughs> uh, but speaking of that, let's let's uh, go ahead and reopen those cans for the six pack recap. All right, so let's kick it off. Brock Lesnar, our new WWE champion, um, the all of the changes that had happened in WWE day one. Uh, we ended up getting Roman Reigns co- uh, contracting COVID, uh, of course, having to be out for a little bit, and Brock Lesnar being added to the four-way for the WWE Championship, making it a five-way, and walking out as WWE Champion, So, which gives us two possible outcomes to this. Uh, we already know that we're getting Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble, kind of makes me think Lesnar's probably going to retain and we're still going to get Lesnar versus Roman at Mania. Listen to me. Yeah. No. This is going to happen. <laughs> you ready? Fill of my bold predictions. You ready? Carl's going to love this. Carl, this is what we're getting. You ready? We're getting Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Unification match, winner takes all. You heard it here, folks. That's what we're getting. I, I could get behind that. I could so get behind. Tate, it. I really hope. I'm saying. I'm saying what's gonna happen. Brad, Biggie, yeah. and Daniel Bryan. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. This, is, this is what's gonna. This is this is what's gonna happen. This is what's going to happen. Actually, uh, at the Royal Rumble, uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are going to wrestle each other right, right, right before the uh, it'd be the match right before the men's Rumble because the men's Rumble is going to be the final. And uh, Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar to unify the title, and then uh, at uh, number 30 
of the Royal Rumble, you're going to hear the music. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And oh, fucking God. The Rock comes out, <laughs> wins the Royal Rumble, and you get fucking uh, join The Rock Johnson versus his cousin for the fucking head of the table and the goddamn belt at WrestleMania. Um, just so you know, uh, Johnny Knoxville is going to win the Royal Rumble. I just figured you should yep. know that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's in the Rumble, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard him announce it. Yeah. Well, no, he um, won like a tournament thing to get in it on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I heard him announce it before he awesome. did the tournament thing on SmackDown. Yeah, he um, said he wanted to join the Rumble. Yep. Well, that's great. So he'd probably go down as like the second worst entrance behind my uh, Drew Carey. <laughs> Getting fucking destroyed uh, by Kane. Eliminating himself. Eliminating himself. Yeah. But uh I mean what do you what do you think the reason putting it on putting it on Brock was think it was just easier way to give him a title so he has it uh uh, to unify the titles, or do you think it was this? Uh, uh, maybe people paid Vince uh, money to have Brock win, since somebody would bet that Brock would win, since it's you know predetermined and like nobody knew he was going to be in a match until like last minute, so nobody would bet on the win. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I hope they're unifying the titles. I think at this point they kind of should. Um, I wonder if they kind of flip. I wonder if they kind of flip the plans a little bit. I wonder if Lashley was actually supposed to win that match, and then go on to Mania to face Lesnar to unify the titles. Maybe, or even like Roman, or even like you say, like a triple threat match where like Roman wins a Royal Rumble and gets added into that match. And we get the triple threat match unify the titles. Yeah. yeah so maybe I we're just, still maybe we're still building to that same matchup. We just kind of went a different route. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll I just see. think WWE as a whole, like for like it's honestly going downhill. Like I think it I would I say I would fair to say that I think AEW right now is the better product. I honestly, I look forward to watching AEW more than I do WWE. Like, yeah, in all honesty, like I, I didn't watch Raw. I did actually. I did watch Raw a little bit this week, but I fast forwarded through quite a bit of it. Um, like I didn't, I didn't watch any of NXT, and I watched AEW, and I watched Impact, and I watched NWA. I uh, think the only thing I really watched, I watched AEW. I watched Impact and I watched some NWA. That was it. I didn't watch anything else. Well, our I thing I watched watch was Day One and oh yeah, and I watched the, Day One. Uh, Woman Street Fight uh, match on our page last Friday. I don't even want to talk about that fiasco. <laughs> like going from there, fucking Tony Khan. So. <laughs> Um, let's go run down through these real quick here. Um, Braun Breaker, you knew NXT champion. We talked about that a little bit. Um, with the what looks to be the complete death 
uh, the, the, the black and gold NXT, NXT of what we know it is completely gone. Uh, my question is, with Breaker winning the title, how long until Tommaso Ciampa is gone from NXT? He got released today, didn't he? <laughs> didn't he? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think so. I thought, um, he, I thought he got released today. Samoa Joe got released today. Now look at that. Let's look at that real quick. Google. I got quick. you. I'm looking did, at that right now. Joe got released yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I saw a thing saying he got released, but maybe it was just like because it wasn't like an official thing. It was like somebody saying it, but maybe they was just like bullshitting. Uh, they could just be bullshitting. But I haven't seen. WWE uh, News, Michael Tampa issues a message after NXT. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Uh, I don't think so, but um, he might go to the main roster. The way I'm reading, what I'm reading here. I thought you said he didn't want to go to the main roster. Well, it's NXT 2.0. He probably didn't have a choice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I think that's my. I think that's my coming into the Royal Rumble. Yeah, they are. I didn't see anything. You can't believe everything you read on the internet, kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. It might. I, I, it's probably a troll then, because there's like it probably because, like, was because, because so many people yeah. have left. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I I'm thinking just. Pretty much just the first step for Breaker. This end up the uh, NXT Championship. I think we're definitely going to see more out of him. Uh, like I said, he's my breakout for 2022. Definitely one to watch. Um, it was cool to actually see uh, Rick Steiner celebrate with him as well. Um, some of the uh, post match like YouTube clips that I saw. So it's awesome. And on top of that, finish the match with the Bulldog and the Steiner Recliner. <laughs> oh man that was awesome so good stuff there uh jade cargill becomes the inaugural tbs champion uh defeating ruby soho in the finals of that tournament so i can say that we all pretty much predicted that jade was going to win that match anyway that tournament was pretty much built up to to give jade the the tbs title But props to uh, AEW for putting it on her. Uh, more title changes. Jurassic Express finally captures the tag team titles on Dynamite this week, um, which ties into um, my next thing on here. Phoenix's injury. Um, apparently thought he had a broken arm, but I guess he just it looks more like a, a dislocation, which is uh, pretty nasty. So. Interesting. Yeah. But, um, Lucha Soros, um, he got injured too on that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It yeah he was holding his arm for a little bit honest. there. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say, uh, I think they should have put Cargill and Ruby as the main event over the tag match. I agree. I think that had, that was a bigger impact as far as like a title win goes. Um, the thing that killed this for me was all the tag teams coming out on the ramp to uh, celebrate 
Uh, Jurassic that isn't title. what killed it for me. What killed it for me is to kept fucking showing Jericho and he was like sitting in a crowd. His fucking laugh, <laughs> his little smiling ass face. I was like, why is he being shown? There's no purpose. Yeah, he he's like sitting so, on the tag team division, sitting there. So why, so why I'm sharing uh, misinformation? I don't know if this is true uh, either. But I heard that uh, AEW is going to let Marco Stunt's uh, contract expire. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, he hasn't, been on, he hasn't been on any AEW programming since, like, October. Yeah. So, and, like, his last two matches he lost. Um, I actually did see that same article about his uh, contract status. So, I mean, honestly, what real value does Marco Stunt bring to the company aside from being paired up with Jurassic Express. If they're not gonna do a six if they're not gonna do six man titles or trios titles, what's the point of having them? Yeah. It's not like he's well, gonna I mean, he's title. like a he's like a manager or like a little horn swoggle guy that you know yeah, but you, you don't need that now because <laughs> you put Christian you put Christian with Jurassic Express. So you don't need Marco Stunt. Well, I mean, he can come out and just interfere every once in a while, pop out under the ring, uh, maybe wear a little uppercut outfit. You want to dress him in a green a green outfit, too? Yeah, green that's what I said. With a bowler cap? A little, little, little <laughs> yeah. You can carry shillelagh, too. That might help. Yep. Pair yeah. him up with an MKS. You know, say a uh, box of Lucky Charms. Why not bring in Swaggle and have Marco Stunt and Swaggle be a tag team? Yeah, the Twin Towers. <laughs> <laughs> the tight, Titan Towers. The Titan Towers. We'll dig at WWE, too, because, you know, they have to do that. Um, yeah, so Jurassic Express, Phoenix's injury. Uh, last thing I got here, MJF's first loss. We'll talk about this a little bit. Um, the best, one of the best parts of AEW. Yes, that was, I think, very well done. Um, yes. The best use of a DQ finish I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> pretty much, uh, Punk comes out, drops the other dude with the G- with the uh, GTS, and gets MJF disqualified, which starts MJ off as 0-1 uh, for 2022. The first year that he has not been undefeated since his debut in AEW. So I really I like where they're going with this whole story arc with MJF and Punk. Um, we will get Punk versus Wardlow uh, this week on AEW uh, live from Raleigh, North Carolina. So just down the road from us here. So um, down the road, what do you mean? Fucking, huh? what do you mean down the road? Down Carl's the road. backyard. Down the road. Down the road from you. Not down the road from me. awesome well yeah so there's that um yeah i think this is going to be a pretty solid um one of like punk's real first feuds for AEW, and i think and the matchup for this should be pretty good when that eventually happens by AEW's next pay-per-view Gary, I was supposed to buy us all tickets, but 
I with um, I think with all these up kicks in the COVID cases and like how they cram everybody in for the AEW shows, I I'm passing on this one. Like I don't see this company going anywhere for a while, so they'll be back. Like they've already done Greensboro twice in the last six months, so. Well, I mean, Garrett's already got COVID, so. No. I mean, I'm just surprised you said that, Chris. I mean, your favorite wrestler, one of your favorite wrestlers of all time. I know. And you don't want to go watch him wrestle. I know, and it's been a long-ass time since I've seen him wrestle live. Yep. Yeah. Trust, it's killing me on the inside. I know. Yeah. You got to think about other stuff, but. Yep. That I understand. All right, so let's go ahead. Pay per view preview. Hard to kill. Uh, Saturday night impacts. Um, first pay per view of 2022. Looks like a pretty solid lineup here. Let's kick it off the pre show. Uh, we've got a fatal four way match: Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Jake Something versus the Laredo Kid. So that should be a pretty solid match up there. Um, what else we got? We got the Hardcore War for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, let's see the Good Brothers defending the title. No, sorry, this isn't for the Tag Team Championship. It's an eight-man tag match. Good Brothers and Violent by Design. This is it eight-man or seven-man? Jesus. Okay. I'm all over the place here. So it's a ten-man tag. With the Good Brothers and Violet by Design taking on the team of Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath, and Rhino. Okay. I got to be good. Sounds like a cluster fud. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But a good one. <laughs> uh, probably the most anticipated match on the card here the number one contender match for the Impact Knockouts Championship, um, the six way Ultimate X match. Uh, featuring Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace. Um, originally, it was supposed to be Rachel Ellering, but she has been replaced with Alicia Edwards uh, versus Rosemary versus Sasha Steele versus Impact's newest signee, Lady Frost. This should be pretty solid. Uh, we have Hope Jonah Jordan taking Grace. on. What's up? Oh, Jordan Grace wins. Which, I'm going to be honest, Chris. If her I name's going to be Lady that. Frost. She needs to come out there with like Sting's entrance, not like blow some like pixie dust with her hand. And... I know she needs to snow. She needs to talk to Sting and Glacier about getting this. <laughs> what are what are uh what are they gonna do uh for the like where are they hanging for the ultimate X for the number one just, just an X. An X. So an X giant is what a giant red X. Yep. That's what yeah. they normally well, do. Well, I hope Jordan Grace uh, wins and then takes a bunch of pictures with that giant red X uh, naked <laughs> and we'll be set. Awesome. I think, uh, I think Chelsea's going to win this, though. We'll see. Uh, probably what's going to end up being the match of the night, Jonah versus Josh Alexander. Heck yeah. That I can't wait to watch. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin. I can do without that one. Uh, yeah, Steve Macklin. Uh, 
<laughs> so this is for the Impact X Division Championship. Uh, if Macklin loses, he can no longer challenge for the title as long as Trey Miguel is champion. Um, then we also have the Ring of Honor World Championship being defended as Josh Gresham takes on Chris Saban. That's going to be a great match as well. So yep, between yeah. that one and Jonah versus Josh Alexander, like we've got two prime candidates for match of the night. And you could add a third one in there for the Impact Knockout Championship Texas Death Match Mickey James versus Deanna Perrazzo. Hell yeah. And then, of course, we have the Impact World Championship Triple Threat Match with Moose defending against. Always ready, Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey. A lot of a uh, lot of names on there that were uh, part of our uh, top five list. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. So definitely check that out. You can catch that on pay per view. Um, that will be Saturday night. I think it starts at eight. Probably. Um, yeah. You can order on Fight TV. So, or it's like a great. Still yeah. <laughs> All you need to know is is uh, Moose is gonna beat uh, Matt Cardona so bad that Chelsea Green's gonna leave him <laughs> and start dating him. Can be Chelsea Green. <laughs> <laughs> so be uh, Chelsea Moose. Chelsea Moose. Yep. All right, BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, God. All right, so let's jump out of the ring and let's uh, take a stroll down the toilets here and see what we can add for the collection. Toys, toys, in the attic. Toys, All right, so we got some uh, Super 7 news for you guys this week. Um, Simpson Series 2 Ultimates have been announced. Um, kind of a surprising lineup for this. Definitely wouldn't expect some of these. Uh, we're getting Bartman, Duffman, Krusty the Clown, and from completely out of left field, Hank Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with flamethrower and jetpack. Nice. <laughs> I definitely did not think in uh, 2022 we'd be getting a Hank Scorpio action figure. <laughs> Uh, awesome stuff there. Uh, Chella Toys, we announced before our break that they were doing the bone crunching figures, doing a rehash of those um, on top of their other figures that they're offering. Um, we did start getting the lineups for those, which they said they would announce. Um, so the first couple of figures announced so far were uh, the Blue Meanie, which figure looks awesome. They've got some uh, prototype images up on their Twitter. Um, which is at Chella Toys. Um, so we got the Blue Meanie. We have Adam Bomb. Uh, we're also getting a two-pack, which is uh, Ultimo Dragon and Sonny Ono. So Sonny Ono's Ooh. first ever action figure. Um, kind of makes it itchy. What's that? Let's see wearing. Uh, Sonny Ono? Yeah. Banana hammock. Suit. A suit. Like a white, suit. black. Banana uh, hammock. I think it's like a grayish color. 
Gray sunglasses. Yeah, he's got his sunglasses and he comes with the camera. Ooh, okay. It looks pretty awesome. And just announced today, uh, Gail Kim will be added to the line as well. Oh, okay. Well, pretty psyched for that. So, Cella Toys. Um, and I think those are um, in conjunction with figure figure collections, which you can check out their Facebook group. You can check out their um, uh, web pages as well. So, And then final bit here. There's more toy news, but we're not going to get into all this. Um, Action Force, the Valiverse, um, is releasing another Sergeant Slaughter figure. Um, we got the one that just came out in the uh, the longer jacket. This one looks more G.I. Joe-esque. Um, it's definitely, you know, the older face scan, so it's pretty much the same face scan, but he comes with a uh, grenade launcher, uh, a couple different hat options, a vest, um, some ammo carrying things, multiple hands, like multiple accessories. So it looks pretty awesome. Um, those should be up on pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store um, relatively soon if they're not up there now. So. Uh. Pretty cool. Pretty excited for those. I don't like Sergeant Slaughter because he's a Iraqi sympathizer. <laughs> oh, great. All right. So that's going to do it for the collection. Um, no holds barred this week. You guys got anything? No holds barred. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can talk about uh, the Titans, man. Uh, fucking handling business, beating Miami. Uh, Remember the Titans? They are not yeah. my favorite team. <laughs> I thought Miami was your favorite team. Who's your favorite team? That's Dad's favorite team. I just dude, you for him because we talk football. You're like, going like oh, bro. huh? Yeah, and I always tell you Miami sucks, don't I? So who's your favorite team, man? Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowgirls. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Dude, fucking Garrett has a fucking uh, Miami Dolphins jacket that he wears all the time. No, I don't. But but, I used to have a Dolphins starter jacket. They're, uh, they're, they, so here, here you go. Here's a story for you, Carl. Uh, so dad. Used to have this dolphin's jacket. It's it's not like yours, like where it's leather. It's kind of like one of those like puffier <laughs> jackets. And that yeah. thing, I swear to God, you could wear in like negative twenty degree weather, and you'd still be warm. That thing was so hot to put on. Yeah. And I remember he had that thing for so long, and it was we we had to throw it out because it was so disgusting after a while. Like it was so old. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. But that thing was, yeah. I remember trying it on was like freaking started sweating immediately. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Titans have no business, and uh, you know we just gotta beat Houston, and we'll be the number one seed in the oh, AFC. Houston fucking sucks, so you'll be <laughs> alright. But yeah, well, we lost to him uh, at home. Uh, Back in November, so I I know something uh, football related. We talking about how about uh Mike Tomlin uh never having a losing season in his entire career. 
Okay. I know you don't care about the Steelers, but I like Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, okay, the Steelers. And Big Ben. <laughs> I think Big Ben's done that they beat us, they beat us too. They beat us too, but it was only because we fucking uh, turned the ball over in the fucking red zone. Or not in the red zone, but at least we'll go range. Uh, like twice against them. I think I think Ben might be done after this year. Yeah, he, he officially said he's done. So. Good luck to all the women in his life. Uh, and he hasn't raped yet. Uh, hope he doesn't rape you. Uh, just stay clear of the restroom when he goes to take a piss. Uh, as <laughs> night of he visits. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Who you got in the uh national championship? You know Go ahead. Go ahead and say I, it. I've been thinking You wanna say it? I I'm gonna You wanna say it. it? Go I ahead and say it. I'm not gonna Roll say it. That ain't what I'm gonna say. I think oh, okay. Georgia needs to win this game. So Georgia's going to win this game. Because they got the ass beat the first time. And they need to and prove they why they're the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, well, guess what? Uh, Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah, I watched... Uh, I watched the other game. I think I watched, well, I watched the, um, I don't think I watched the, uh, the, uh, Alabama Cincinnati game, but I did watch Georgia and, um, uh, fuck, did they play? Why am I forgetting? Michigan. Michigan. That game was good. Yeah. Well, it wasn't good. For a little bit. They were both, they were both good for a little bit, and then Georgia was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking all the, the game Michigan was over. The game was over yeah. before the second half. Yeah. Oh. Same thing. With, same thing with Cincinnati. It's like y'all really think y'all are gonna go in and beat Alabama? <laughs> oh God, yo, they definitely think that. Oh God. They thought that somebody was smoking crack. No, who else is smoking crack? WWE is still smoking crack. <laughs> wow. Because we're getting Kelly Kelly in this Royal Rumble and uh, the Bella Twins. Oh, I love some Kelly. I love some Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Chris hates Kelly Kelly. <laughs> I love me some Kelly Kelly. He lo- you know why? It's because it's cause he doesn't like Barbies. And because he doesn't uh, like Barbies, <laughs> he doesn't like Kelly Kelly. Because her name is Barbie. Uh, well, I'm, I'm waiting Kelly for, um, when they bring Caitlyn back. Why did they want to bring her back for? Because I like Caitlyn. She was very entertaining. Well, no, she yeah. wouldn't see Chris either. You got bad taste. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I thought you think fucking Roman Reigns as your wrestler of the year. Get the hell out of here. 
<laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up here. Uh, one last question for you guys. Bold predictions for 2022. You said bold predictions? Bold I have prediction. I have a very bold prediction. And it, it's not going to happen. And if it does, you know, it is what it is. But tell me if this doesn't sound awesome. AEW. New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Impact. Have a Survivor Series triple threat matches. Well, it won't be a Survivor Series match. Because it's trademarked for WWE. <laughs> but they, they call it whatever the fuck they want to call it. Okay. I don't care what they call it. What do they call it? Or give us a name. Series Survivor. <laughs> a triple elimination match. Or something. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. I thought survival. about just doing like, survival AEW series. Survival series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if they just did like New Japan and uh, <laughs> and um, AEW, I think that would be super cool. Like. Granted, like it, it wouldn't be like new, but it kind of would be new. This would be kind of something different, just to kind of. I mean, too, and like with New Japan coming back, like I, I honestly think it would be something smart they should do now. That way, I mean, granted, I know AEW doesn't do anything that market other companies, but if I'm New Japan, I want to get the U.S. scene to see me. A lot of people watch AEW. Let me work some big, huge promotional program with this company and skyrocket our TV deal so more people know about New Japan. And I mean, that's the one The one downside of the Ring of Honor being gone right now is a lot of these guys, like Kushida and um, Okada and all that, Like, I really didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to New Japan until I saw them in Ring of Honor. And I was like, oh, right. I like these guys, so let me go check out New Japan. Yeah, I can, I can see that happening. And then, it's not a bold prediction, it's just something I hope. I really hope Xavier Woods can get out of WWE so we can get the Up Up Down Down channel back. Because I'm tired of not being able to watch episodes of Up Up Down Down because WWE and Vince McMahon... Is it sourpuss? <laughs> well, uh, you heard from our bold prediction. Uh-oh. My bold prediction is going to be that in the year 2022, that finally The Rock will come back to wrestling. And I'm going to say that everybody wants to see it, and it's going to happen this year at some point, whether it's Mania, SummerSlam, fucking Survivor Series, uh, next year's Royal Rumble will be 2023. Uh, but, yeah, fucking The Rock is going to reverse Roman Reigns sometime this year. Yeah. I got 
probably the boldest prediction of all. Triple H. (laughs) Triple H leaves WWE. Starts his own promotion. And becomes one of WWE's biggest competitors in 2022. But whose money? Stephanie's? They getting a divorce or something? Or, or hell, even Triple H leaves and revitalizes Ring of Honor. Shit, that'd yeah. be good enough for me. <laughs> that, that's my bold prediction. Triple H leaves and starts a new promotion. I did have another bold prediction, which was that like all the New Day leave WWE and they go to AEW and we get the New Day yeah. versus... They become the, they become the new week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they become they become the they become no they become the day. All day. All day. <laughs> the day new. Uh, so it'd be the new day. We, then we get an AW. We get the new day versus uh, Omega and the Young Bucks, like we've been wanting forever. Yeah, I don't think okay. the uh, and then you can add the new day on in that too. I don't think the new day is going anywhere. <laughs> They're not going to get to push anywhere else. Like I think, I think, so I think this is the problem. And I, I agree with you. I think the issue is, is, I think, I don't kids. think Big E would really get that push. And obviously, like, Xavier Woods wouldn't really get much of a push either. Oh, Kofi uh, would get the bigger push. Yeah, he would, 100%. Because out of like, the three of them, he's the, the bigger name. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the issue. It's like, I mean, someone, but the, the thing with that, though, too, is like someone like Xavier Woods wouldn't care because, like, he knows he would get somewhere. Like, whether it's like he's been on Impact, so like, I'm sure he can find his way on Impact, and whether it's just the X Division scene or something so like this is This is a difference. This is a difference here. The Impact check and his WWE check. Oh, I know they're different. different. I know. Yeah. I know they're different. So. But. Like, their their merch sales, like, in WWE, like, alone is worth staying with the company. Because they're they're not going to do that in AEW because half the fan base is going to hate them as soon as they show up. Yep. So. Yeah. I, I get where you're at. Don't worry. Completely understand. Awesome. All right. So that's that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, first episode of 2022. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at WrestleGetPod with one D, uh, Instagram WrestleGetPod with two Ds, and our other site on Instagram for the underscore collection. Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with 1D and YouTube.com slash For The Collection. And one of the best ways to support the show besides listening and downloading and subscribing and liking and sharing is to buy some of our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast with 2Ds or head on over to RedBubble.com slash People slash WrestleGettingPod uh, with 1D to uh, pick up some, some cool shirts and some hats and some other fun stuff on there. Um, and as always, we've got some shout-outs here. Be sure to follow our friends, um, the other four horsemen of 
Wrestling Podcast, our good friend Phil Gentile over at the Fig Cave. Um, you can find that Cave Fig on Twitter and the Fig, the Fig Cave on Instagram. Our friends Tommy and DJ over at the Run-In Podcast, Run-In Podcast on Twitter, and the Run-In Pod on Instagram. Uh, the boys just launched a new Patreon, uh, which if you want to get access to the Fig Cave Facebook group, that is the best way to do that now, as it is a Patreon-exclusive group. Unless you were already in there, you were grandfathered into that uh, prior to the Patreon launching. So Patreon started like a dollar a month and go up to, I think, 10 or 15 is the highest. So support your support the boys with the running podcast. Join the Patreon. Um, lots of exclusive content uh, for Patreon members. And then our good friend Kenny at The Call Up, uh, which you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at The Call Up. And then one last podcast you guys can check out champions material podcast it's uh champions material on instagram and champions matter one on twitter lots of good stuff there we're going to end you with the theme of the week as voted on by all of you wonderful twitter followers and this week's theme is the brood oh you know what we didn't do what we didn't do we didn't do the fucking Death Leopard uh, <laughs> in that song. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, good. We'll do that next week. I'll we'll do it next week. You said that. Just <laughs> uh, a heads up. Uh, I don't know if Kurt, did you listen to any songs from Chris to figure out one? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, Death Leopard fucking sucks. <laughs> oh man, they're I forgot like, all about that too. They're like the fucking yeah. uh, BTS of 80s hair band. Whoa. You're gonna I mean, all in all honesty, if Def Leppard didn't have a one armed drummer, like nobody would give a shit about him. <laughs> that, that's like the biggest thing. Like, that's it. And that is the truth. All you 80s hair metal freaks can come at me. Come at me, bro. Dude, you probably can save to a, a fucking Death Leopard song, Chris. What? <laughs> I said you probably can save to, to a Death Leopard song. I honestly, I don't think my parents listen to Death Leopard. So. <laughs> you don't know, man. They had all the ballads, dude. <laughs> that was, I was born in 82 like really I don't think pretty sure I was conceived before Def Yep. Leopard. and then <laughs> and, and while they were doing it all, all you hear is put some it's like the only Def Leppard song <laughs> I'm not now there when you when you uh, when you gotta listen to them they're definitely like more strong than you recognize but they're all like books on Pretty lame. I'm a getting it. I'm a getting it. Oh, awesome. All right, so we'll do that next week. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. This is episode 124 of the Wrestle Get It podcast. On behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, remember to go leave us a five star review on iTunes, uh, Podchaser. You can find all these links in the link, link tree link on our bios. 
Um, like, share, spread the word of the podcast. And we'll chat with you guys next week. Later, Marks. Got some candy in my pocket if you want to. Hey, 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 hey. Got some popsicles down in the basement. <laughs> I got, I got some popsicles down in the basement for you. <laughs> <laughs> get, get your fat ass back over here. Just waiting for my muscle on paper for give me some good news. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>